Letters. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Superstar, and I'm joined with my co-host, Electric. Hey. And also my Googler extraordinaire, Gerbs. What's up? Hey, guys. Shut up, Gerbs. It's it's not 420 when this is coming out, but it's 420 while we're recording, y'all. Bop, 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 bop. Boop, boop, boop. Bop, 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 bop. That's the sound of the crows. That's the sound (laughs) that the crows make when you get them high. Smoke weed under trees. Bop, bop, bop. Uh huh. I just realized I was making those weird noises. And I was like, why? Because I keep talking to crows. Yeah, you've you've been making bird noises. They make that noise more where electric lives than here. Wow, 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 wow. Crow like, they do like, they go like, bop, bop. They do like oh. a bop, bop, and I'm like bop, bop. The fuck is bop? You know, because I hear like, <laughs> you know. Also, crow update. Since we're just jumping in it, I was trying to figure out the different noises I was making if it upset them, and I was rattling my peanuts, and it, it turns out they don't like rattling noises, so I stopped doing that. But I've also been doing, like, the cawing, but sometimes they think it's just, like, a distress, like, come over here. So I don't want to, like, you know, make them freak out. So I'm trying to figure out how to be, like, food, food, food. And so I kind of do what they do when they find food and stuff. But also I was doing this cute, like, because I heard them do it, like a, like, clocking. So I do that, and then I realized Peanut would hang out a lot. It's something that they make in only intimate friendships and family oh like they don't actually click at each other just for like it's usually very intimate or like courting and i was like does peanut think i'm courting them like that's so cute is that being like hey baby because that's the one who comes and finds me all the time and i'm always like what's up crow i'm like hey baby baby, you're so sexy and it's like oh my god i didn't mean to court you i just wanted to give you peanuts and be your best friend i guess that sounds like courting Technically. That sounds corny yeah. to me, yeah. Honestly, if someone was like, hey, what's up, girl? Can I just give you some peanuts and we hang out on the bench? I'd be like, yeah, I might fall in love with you. <laughs> this is the beginning of a rom-com. Yeah, it's like peanuts to the crow. It would be like if somebody came up to you on the bench and was like, gave you like a like a sandwich. It was like, hey, you want ha- you want this sandwich? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm into that. And then we were just like chilling. And they were just like, I'm not trying to eat you. I'm not trying to trap you. I just want to give you the sandy. And they're trying to kill you. I just want to give you the sandwich. And they did it for like three weeks. I'd be like, you're my friend. But if they were like, hey, baby, hey, baby, I'd be like, what? So essentially, I'm like trying to feed them, but making these like clicky, like intimate. But I also thought maybe it was like intimate, like sisterly kind of like, yeah. I'm your buddy, you know? Yeah. So are you going to keep doing the sound? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It's but working. I just thought it was funny that I, <laughs> I just thought it was fun. I've already got a rapport with it, but it was just funny. I was like, oh, that's that. That's the sound I'm making. That's interesting. But I don't know what the bop is. I don't know. Maybe we can look it up uh, on the internet. I've been trying. I've been trying. That I mean, I did. I was like, what's this bop? How do you spell it? You know? But he was like, bop, bop, bop. It was like a weird bop. I wonder if there's like a Facebook community or like a message board or something where people talk about like different crows. They do. It's called Crow Talk. It's like a oh. whole TikTok all about crows. Oh, I didn't wow. know that until today. I've seen some of it, yeah. Don't crows like mimic people too? Maybe it's like trying to mimic you yeah. or something. Bop. Well, it was at Electric's house and it almost sounded like a duck. I was like, was that a duck? And then it was like, nope, it's just those crows being like, bop. A duck hangs out here though. 
Yeah, maybe the crows are trying to mimic the ducks. Yeah. I think the ducks, yeah, yeah, or something. Or it was just like, yo, that sounds cool. Bop, bop, yo, bop. Because like, crows are cool enough to just have a language, and why mm. not have slang? They'd be like, you ducking around? Yeah, I'm bopping. Bop, bop. <laughs> and they're like, oh, cool. That means you're eating bread off the ground like a duck. Like, I saw you whopping over at Lucky's. Be like, yeah, I'll be wop wop eating that bread. Wop wop. Let's get this bread. Shit. The Fresh older crows fries. like bop, get annoyed bop. at the at the young crows for talking like that. They're like, oh, look at them, look at yeah. them. They're whopping over there again. Ah, 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 ah. That's all you say in my household. Ow, 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 ow. None of this bop. <laughs> San Jose shit. That's urban language. I think so because I don't hear the bops. They've been hanging out with those ducks again. Yeah. <laughs> they got that barnyard animals. See, and the ducks would know where to get some good bread and crackers and yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's hella parks around here and people be feeding the ducks. Yeah. People love ducks. And then the crows are like, mm, I could say bwop bwop. You know what I'm saying? They're like, what do you like about ducks you don't like about me? They probably just sit near the water and are like, bwop bwop, give me bread. Dummy. We should like pay attention to what they're doing next time you're over here and they're bop bopping because we saw the caw caw in action yeah. last time I was at your house and there was a hawk in the zone. Oh, they were freaking out and there was like backup coming from all over. Crows were literally flying from all directions Damn. to these giant pines that they live in. The the ones I feed live in these giant pines. Those are pines, right? Are those yeah. Sequoia? They're, what the fuck? Everything's so big out here. I'm like, is everything a sequoia and a palm tree? It's like everything's huge. Those are just pine trees, but in California, yeah. cool. Yeah, they're huge. So there's these enormous pines that they all live in. There's like a line of them near my house. And um, the woman who lives near the complex who I talk to because people are actually nicer to their neighbors and talk to each other, she was like, they don't shut up. They're constantly like they live in those pines right next to her apartment. And so they were in, they were circling those pines, like freaking out, like the hawk, because the hawk, I think, was trying to eat the babies because it's spring. Yeah, it definitely seemed uh, like some shit was going down. Yeah. They were swooping and swooping and circling and swooping and circling. And I was like, dang it, they're having Screaming. a super tight radius around the hawk. Mm-hmm. I was like, how is he even going to get out of there? And then I was like, get out of there, hawk. Those are my friends. But that didn't work at all. Hawks were like, I don't care. What was interesting to me is that you and I were looking up into the sky for a while, and then I looked around on the street to see if anyone else was looking, and there were at least two other groups of people looking up at the drama. It was like, <laughs> it was intense. It was a show. Yeah, you couldn't ignore it. I it mean, was there loud. was at least 15 crows screaming at a hawk in a tree, like circling it. It was crazy. And it went on for like 10 minutes. I have video. I'll put it up. Yeah, it was cool. Well, I don't know what happened, though. We gave up after a while. They flew away. We couldn't see them after a while. Yeah. They calmed down. So, yeah. It was a while, though. They were riled up for a while. They were, like, just sitting in the trees, cawing at each other. They're probably still angry about it. Yeah. That's, like, something we're going to talk about right now in our next segment, Astrology Geeks. There's some, like, pretty intense astrology happening. (laughs) Maybe the birds are getting into it. I feel like they did. Yeah. But first we have to do, what are you drinking? I, can, I almost forgot. Oh, shit. I almost forgot. Oh, shit. Uh, I just got into crows. I got all blob blob the body. I got the fucking crows on my brain. They're always around, hopping around. What's in your mouth? <laughs> what are you drinking? What? I don't know. You said what's in your brain. Or Bar. crows on the brain. So I was like, what's in your mouth? What's in your mouth? But then it sounded so, weird. I felt like I wasn't really bringing my A game to some of the 
cocktails lately. So I made um, a fancier cocktail. I went and got some blue Curacao. How'd you say you have to say it? Curacao? Curacao. Curacao. I believe. I don't know. I got blue Curacao because it's blue and it tastes like oranges. And I had some like tangerine seltzer and some gin and oranges so i was like that would be good and so i mixed that all like a half of orange and then the blue carousel and the gin and some seltzer together and it's hella good dang yeah what is it called would you call it anything well i was gonna call it either the blorange or the because at first i thought blue orange and then you were like blorange and then i was like oh nothing rhymes with blorange or what rhymes with blorange what rhymes with blorange is what you said so i think that's what i'm gonna call it it's blue because it's blue, but it tastes like oranges. It looks like Windex. It tastes like <laughs> that reminds me of like hurricanes. Did you ever have a hurricane? Yeah, They're yeah, yeah had, exactly. Yeah, except more t- citrus and less tropical. I feel like there's got we got. It's like I almost want to call it Windex, just so there is a cocktail called Windex. You know what I mean? Because there's got to be when it looks like this. There has to be, and you got to put it in a spray bottle and drink out of it like that. What rhymes with Windex? Well, there's someone who's. I saw a meme that was like, "I love to." I cleaned out a win. I cleaned out a Windex bottle and I filled it with blue uh, Gatorade, <laughs> and I like to drink that. Like, or like drink, take drinks out of it at the gym or whatever. And I was like, "That's hella funny." Yeah, so I could do that. But I just wonder if there is an actual cocktail called the Windex or something or Windex. Uh, Gerbil, can you look that up and see if there is one? Let's find out. Also, I looked up how to pronounce it. Is Curacao? Curacao. Ah, I hate that. Yeah, I, I like it. I thought it was like Caracao or something. <laughs> that's what <laughs> no, I kept yeah, saying. Yeah. I was like Caraco, <laughs> and I was like, "That's cooler," but no, it's no, like it's Curacao. Curacao it's yeah. It's crazy that they're both C's, and you have a, a yeah. hard C and a and a slippery C. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, in the same word, it's a lot. You're asking a lot. I'll call it the blue Curacao, because at least I like Curacao. <laughs> there you go. And I'm sure he got sad sometimes. Aww. All right, so I googled wow. a dr- drink called Windex, and the thing that came up is, is it bad to drink Windex? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there is one. There is one. Yes, it's made with Windex. <laughs> vodka and blueberry and blue raspberry vodka. And, oh, um, yeah. that sounds bad. That's not that, that's not that fun. Hold on. Call mine the classy yeah, Windex. Yeah, lemon, <laughs> lemon lime soda. It's a shot. Uh, mm. No. Well, there's a few different. It's basically vodka and <laughs> blue curacao or blue raspberry vodka. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got gin, right? I did it with gin. Yeah. We'll just call it the blorange. Yeah, the, <laughs> the what rhymes with blorange. What are you drinking? Tonight... I'm still not drinking alcohol, so I'm instead drinking an edible lemonade. Delicious. Yeah, I drank 30 milligrams because I was trying to be cool like Michaela. (laughs) (laughs) It's going well. (laughs) Cool like Michaela. Because you drink a lot of... Giant. You drink a lot of um, edibles at once. And then I also mixed it with blackberry, so it's like a blackberry lemonade. Sounds good. Yeah, it is really good, actually. I left it in my fridge for a long time, and it's still okay, so. Feeling it? Feeling it? I'm very, it's very 420 today. Yeah. Nice. I'm stoned. Nice. Hell yeah. It's great. Good. Recommend. What are you drinking, Jerbs? Um, I, I really wanted to step it up today, <laughs> so I'm drinking mango White Claws. 
Ooh. <gasps> nice. I just had a mango They're white great. claw. I, made, I, I put a splash of, of vodka in we it. We took a picture, didn't we? Wait, you did what? I, I, I drink a little bit, and then you put a splash of vodka in it, you know? Dude, I was just saying how they're, if they didn't give me bad heartburn, mm. and how I learned is because they're great mixers. Yeah, they are. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, my God, they've made alcoholic mixers. Cool. Even more alcohol. But then it gave me, like, heartburn really bad. But they're great. They do. They give me heartburn. They give me a little bit of reflux if I when I when I really go hard on. I don't like that at all. They do it to me too. I don't like it either, but I still drink them. I wish, man. Yeah, Doctor Lee had one with us this last weekend. Yeah, we did this like event this weekend, and it was like Market of the Beast, and they had white claw. Oh, nice! I thought we took a picture and sent it to you. No, maybe we just took the picture. I don't know. (laughs) We not take the picture. You didn't send me one. I didn't see it. We thought of you. No, thank you. And then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna get drunk on them." And so, and then uh, Doctor Lee wanted some of our stuff, so I was like, "Just take it." And she's like, "I'll go 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 get you some alcohol." So they, she got me a white claw, and then she's like, "Are you allowed to drink?" And I'm like, "I don't know. This market's all about Satan." So I mean, who's about to stop me from having a white claw? Yeah, yeah, you're definitely allowed to drink. I drink at every market. to another astrology besides being 420 we got a lot of stuff going on there's a new moon in aries there's an eclipse happening jupiter is all up in aries and Mercury is starting to station retrograde this week. So, or like tomorrow, not even this week. So we were just like, let's take a moment to talk about what's going on because it's not just 420. It's also a major like astrological week. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird stuff going on, like the eclipse and stuff. And uh, Aries is ending and the eclipse is in Aries and then Taurus is starting and that's always weird. So it's like, ugh, okay. So, like, the Aries um, eclipse is happening near the North Node, and the North Node is what's in charge of all the wants and yearnings Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. stuff. So that means that 
during this eclipse, something around that's going to come up for you. Hopefully clarification. Usually I'm just like, what am I even talking about? But it's also like, it's, it says it's like egging us to go big or go home. And I feel that it's like, just step up or do and do it or don't, you know, like, like it seems like there's a lot, especially with the new moon, like new plans will be successful if started under a new moon. Like these opportunities are before us in a wise way to spend our energy. It's like, just fucking start something is kind of what I feel like is everything this like energy is also the first day in Taurus it says plant annuals in your garden uh 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 just throwing it out there for your gardeners time to put your annuals in I planted some nasturtiums though I don't know if those are annuals or perennials but whatever uh I looked for poppies and I couldn't find them <laughs> today at the store Aww, that's a bummer yeah. isn't it Poppy the time seeds. I just couldn't find the poppy seeds. Like, I'm, I'll find some. But, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to put those as annuals. But anyway, it's a good Cute. time to plant stuff. And, um, yeah, it's weird. Jupiter is still in Aries, which is a positive impact. But then it's also experiencing an occultation, which is like an eclipse. But it's when the moon blocks a planet from the view from Earth. So that's kind of negative because it said that Jupiter drops a bomb, supposedly, on what it touches. So things could get blown out of proportion or fights could break out or a tendency to overspend and all this stuff so it's like train try to rein things in and i kind of felt that today but then it's like the jupiter in aries is like positive impact on all sides as long as you're active so it's like go start something but don't like go ham it seems yeah. to me right it's like conserve your energy yeah start something but i'll go crazy yeah like, like get... make a plan or something mm -hmm, that's not mm -hmm. going to it's like making a plan is a great first step to anything you do ever and it's a very small first step so you're not overwhelming yourself with like what it mm -hmm. is you have to do and mercury is starting stationing retrograde tomorrow so it's like definitely don't start making big decisions during a retrograde or an eclipse they say too they're like yeah eclipses are not a good time to like try to start something from scratch yeah Shit's gonna hit the fan faster than it mm -hmm. would if you had just waited like a few a few more days, you know? Yeah, so just chill out, everyone, essentially. I mean, this is coming out kind of late, but that's what we were feeling where I was like, whoa, I gotta chill out, it's 420. It's funny, it's 420 and astrology's like, don't do anything but think of, like start something cool and awesome and new, but don't don't go too hard. And it's like, cool, it's 420. <laughs> gonna go hard. Don't be mad. Don't start fights. You're like, smoke hella weed. It's yeah. 420. It's like, cool, cool, cool. I don't know. It's a good astrology geeks because I was like, astrology geeks is telling you, enjoy 420. Right. As long as you're stoned, you probably won't get that far. Because I got stoned all day and I, I got I was I was only mad at a couple white guys and then I got over it, which is just like pretty low grade for as many white guys I usually get mad at. I didn't really stay on a daily mad basis about anything today. Yeah. I was pretty much just same chilling. I just kept saying rain it in because of astrology. I was like rain it in, rain it in, and I even had my period, so I wanted to go ham on people. Oh man, I know how that goes. Also, it's such a beautiful day here in the Bay Area, so it's also just like oh man, why be upset when it looks so beautiful outside? You know. I went outside just now, and I live near the mountains, and I'm realizing that the light pollution is really a lot less than like 
Oakland. Like, no shit. You know, it's like you say it out loud, you feel stupid. But, oh, my God, the, there's, the planets and the stars out here are so bright because there's no lights on the entire mountain that's near us because nobody lives on the mountain. Wow. And then it's like all around me is pretty dim. And then I live near a nature trail that's not lit up at night. So it's just like so dark. I can really see. And I was like, what is that? bright? I don't know what I'm seeing. It's like, is that Mars? Is that Jupiter? I got to get that app that tells me because shit looked like a UFO, man. I was like, that is so bright. You know what I was thinking was we need to get that telescope you got me for Christmas up in your neighborhood. I wasn't going to nag at you, but I keep asking you. I'm all like, you use that telescope, you use that telescope, you use that telescope. And I was like, girl, I got to see some Jupiters. I live in a city. I think it needs to go up there and we'll just use it mm. over in your hood because I, I can't see shit. It's San Jose. Are you serious? Okay, then just come set it up here and I'll buy you another gift. <laughs> Give it back to okay. me. I'll get you a new one. <laughs> just come look at the stars here. Because, yeah, man, I can see so much. It's so bright. I'm almost like, yeah, what is that? Astrologeeks, looking at the stars and thinking hard. Do you love to snuggle, but your partner runs hot? Get off me, I'm too hot. Now we have the solution, a full body gel suit just for snugglers. Just roll up the bodysuit and place it into your freezer. After just 30 minutes, Cool Snugs is ready for squeezing. Warning, do not squeeze cool snogs too tightly, as erupting may occur. Seepings from the suit may permanently turn your teeth purple or temporarily turn you into a ghost. If you would like purple teeth, go for it. It's otherwise non-toxic. May cause flu or cold in the wearer of the cool snugs. Also could cause razor nips. Do not submerge yourself in water or any liquid while wearing the suit. Definitely do not use to snuggle dolphins. They're creeps. Get your cool snugs today at all your local ice cube retailers. Also sold. No, that's it. Next on the Blunt Letters Podcast, Electric and Michaela Superstar report on news of the weird. Shadow Biosphere, what are you? What are you doing? What the fuck? Shadow Biosphere. Microbial Biosphere. <laughs> I love the whispers. <laughs> <laughs> I always will love the whispers. <laughs> so I started looking into the Shadow Biosphere because of our last episode where we were talking about signs of life in the goldilocks zone or whatever too you said right and our conversation had been about like uh you know other civilizations from other places trying to contact us or trying to like mm -hmm. find out about us but right the shadow biosphere posits it's a hypothetical idea that the earth was actually the site of two life originating events and that the shadow biosphere lives among us and Ooh. It's integrated into <laughs> everything that we are. And that's like all DNA-based life. So that's all life on Earth. It says if a shadow biosphere exists, it may still remain unnoticed because the exploration of the microbial world targets primarily the biochemistry of the macroorganisms. So fascinating and kind of what a lot of people like myself have been saying forever is like you're only studying things that are DNA-based. Right. And like you said in these that last episode, you were right. Like things could be metal-based. Yeah. They could be rock-based organisms, gas 
precious. It could be so many different kinds of life, but for some reason, people can't seem to wrap their heads around that. Exactly. Except these people, like Paul Davies. <laughs> we could like talk about a little bit more about the different types of life that are like also proposed but yeah this dude paul davies is the guy who proposed the idea and he's interesting because he was the chair of seti which we've also talked about on the podcast before which is like the search for extraterrestrial life intelligence intelligence yeah so this dude is <laughs> definitely looking up you know and he's thinking about other civilizations and he's mm -hmm. a very very well respected physicist so it's pretty interesting that he is the dude who posits this idea oh my god it said he collaborate to observe and analyze nasa's dart impact and confirm the efficiency of the kinetic impact or technique to the deflect the asteroid so they even brought him in on dart which gives him like hard science fucking pro like rep you know what i mean it's like this the, he was brought in on the the like some scary shit like if a fucking asteroid's gonna hit us they ask this guy about the efficiency of the goddamn dart you know like yeah, the citizen stop. scientists of SETI were the ones that sent the information to NASA mm -hmm. because they're just like always monitoring that shit. Well, the SETI has often sent NASA information and often been there when people are looking for information in the stars because SETI is always looking and has been for decades. So this is pretty cool that this dude is, you know, such a well-regarded scientists when it comes to this weird-ass idea because if there was another life-generating event on earth it would imply three things one that life is prevalent in the universe since it could happen on one planet two times it's likely mm -hmm. happened on other planets two life is fundamental since it can happen all over the universe it's just like part of the universe it's just something that happens here and then three earth is earth life is not alone or unique in the universe which is huge like we talked about this where it's like this is this would change so much because so much of what people are talking about when we talk about alien life and life on other planets, they're like, no, no, no. Humans are A, created by fucking God on this one place and like, whatever. Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> Two, they're just like, no, this is like a one in a bazillion chance that this could ever happen and the, everything's so perfect here and no, 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 no. And it's like, motherfucker this happened twice on one planet like of course like if this happened twice on earth it could happen anywhere and it totally proves it and that's what's very exciting about this theory is that if they can prove that there has been a, a, a you know an explosion of life on a whole nother level that isn't d dna based it isn't about macrobiology it means it happens everywhere because now we have proof that we are not god's chosen little monkeys it's it's like that we could say to all the religious people all this bullshit you thought about us being some weird chosen monkeys is bullshit it happened twice on this planet already the fucking rocks are alive and the crystals or the fucking whatever the gas that you fart is alive or something i don't know we'll figure it out you know there's a lot of like and civilizations from antiquity that talk about the recreation of the earth many times you know which i always think is interesting that there was like this idea of a society that existed and and then stopped existing yeah we talked about it on that ancient civilization thing with graham Hint hitchcock or whatever his name was like yeah. hancock whatever he did that thing ancient 
uh, what was it? Ancient Apocalypse or whatever, where he talked about all these ancient civilizations that had technology that are just gone now. Exactly. So that it's like it's already in the record in some kind of way. So if there was a scientific way to prove that, that would have a big impact on everything we think about life and the way that it's developed because people don't even know how life developed on earth in a concrete way yeah i mean this it's like it says the ocean's microbes have not even been explored in a substantial way many many can exist in extreme harsh conditions right we talked about that so there are organisms that live in like weird acidic pools of of unlivable what we thought was unlivable conditions or like the bottom of volcanoes or like places with no oxygen so we're already finding these organisms on our earth so is it so crazy to go one little step further and say maybe there's things that don't need oxygen or air or food water you know what i mean or water right so it's like we're already finding these crazy and they're not even microbes they're like krill and shit in the bottom of a volcano you know or like these weird acid acidic you know lakes that kill other things as soon as they land in them have microbes in them have algae in them so it's like we're already finding these really fucked up things so is it that crazy to think that go one step further think i don't know an underground network of fungus has a sentient mind and is living beneath us or you know creatures that live at 2000 degrees fahrenheit are existing beneath us and that's why we think of demons because sometimes we've actually seen these creatures take form like who knows that could be a possibility because there's so much that is undiscovered it's like hard to say that like what is it so far out of reach when it's like there's still so much that's actually concretely here in dna evidence and like people are still uh haven't found it yet like it's just out there floating like science is so close-minded to things they can't understand or that don't make sense in their sphere of hypothesis right right they don't even think to search in these places because they're right you know these these like super acidic places like you said or like lava or whatever because they're just like no impossible (laughs) carbon-based life wouldn't be able to do that right and then also this um really cool physiologist and astrobiologist sarah walker was pointed out that it's a lot more economical to search for examples of life on earth instead of in space because like you have to get to space (laughs) and build space rockets and all that kind of stuff and it's like that'll get us to our next portals thing too a little bit Cause yeah, why would you go a million million years away to find an alien when there's one in your backyard or one in the lava pit or one through a stargate that's there's right there on Earth? Snails that have iron shells because and they <gasps> yes, the snails, the demon snails. Yeah, they li- dragon snails. What do they call them? Like I know they have a scientific name. Don't they call them like dragon snails or or demon snails? Yeah, something like that. But they live on in volcanic vents in the bottom of the ocean, and they have iron Whoa. shells. I know they're amazing looking. That's cool. We will absolutely put a link in the show notes. They have like crazy black metal spikes yeah. coming off of them and shit. They look so cool. That's awesome. I never even heard of that. <laughs> Jarring my memory gerbil. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They just right. found those like recently, yeah. like what, 2019, 2020, something like that. Like, right. Yeah, it was pretty recently. Some people even posit that like the other life forms could live beneath the crust of the earth. Like they're so separate from us that they don't live on the surface. They live on the magma or whatever, the core. What's this thing too that you, you were talking about? It says here, the proposed forms of shadow biosphere, organisms that have a 
opposite chirality 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 i was gonna say is it chimera like chimera right chirality all life molecules on earth are left-handed that's right so the organism is archiral Mm -hmm. or mirrored to our molecules which would make them fundamentally different from us so like these archiral structures already exist but not in nature like they're manufactured by people like when you make anti-inflammatory drugs and stuff there's like molecules that are reversed so that they fit into our molecules Mm -hmm. and so that was an example of how it already exists but if we found a creature that was like alive and not dna based or dna based but it went in the other direction that would be fundamentally different from all organisms of life that we currently know of so that would be wild Yes. If it did have DNA, but it was backwards, like mm-hmm. that made me think of doppelgangers for sure, and also made me think of like the whole like dark world or opposite world or upside down and all that. And I was like, we right. it would, like you know fucking hollow earth shit, it's like ah, or whatever the underworld. But that's how it would go. It would have to. It right? has to exist. If we exist, that has to exist. I mean, right? So it just seems like the whole yin yang thing would just make sense all the way through. It's like there's something living right next to us you know and there are people that see things and people living right next to us like i feel like a lot of what we think of as ghosts and apparitions and stuff are really just we're seeing things we don't normally see or they're coming through a veil or a portal or like that in fringe you know when it's like they're touching each other for a second yeah i mean it makes sense right and i mean my mom has always seen stuff she's been super psychic and as she's gotten older she really does see a lot of things uh at night and she calls them her visitors and she had some last night and she's like oh i don't know if i like this room because i get visitors (laughs) and can like explain like she can describe them to a t like this she's like an old woman with short hair and she was skinny and had tiger colored pants on that were brown and black and she was like fucking with me and staring with me and pulling at my legs and stuff and it's like what if we just found out all this was just this like other weird reverse DNA living right next to us and once in a while they can break through or they don't even know how they break through because as we'll go into in the next segment about portals sometimes they could just open up without you knowing that's even more creepy because what if you accidentally go through one and then you become a ghost and everyone's like oh you're a ghost you're paranormal it's like no I just slipped through a weird portal for a second sorry which We'll get into it, but yeah, that's definitely the reverse, right? Right? All of that. It just seems so like it would explain a lot. It would explain a lot. And dark matter. So we talked about dark matter too because we were like, oh, they were like, you know, we know that like DNA is the basis of life, but it's like, yeah, but you just also most of the universe is made up of dark matter and you don't even know what that is. And also they had said something like the cell contains everything it's a mirror of the universe or like the milky way you know whatever like the it's to scale but i was like bullshit you don't even know what the dark matter is that could be their own dna pat universe pattern cell structure is dark matter Mm. if we are the milky way they are the dark matter in between us and there's more dark matter than there is I mean, matter. now we're getting into pulse territory. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's scary, but it could be true. And it could explain a lot of quote unquote paranormal things that I personally think are just science. Mm-hmm. You said that it could be geologically distinct. It says separated from us by the crust of the earth existing in magma or super hot conditions, as we found, does already exist or ice 
already exists. We're doing these core samples. And as things melt in the fucking polar caps, we're finding new shit we haven't seen before. So dun, dun, dun. that's definitely in the news. Yes. Things that are like defrosting and yes. intact. You're that's like, so oh, scary. Fuck. We're going to die. A, those 100%. are That's a movie already. Pandemic 2. Uh, the bad one. Iceberg boogaloo. <laughs> we got an easy one. <laughs> the freezing. Yeah. The unfrozen. The defrosting. God the damn. The defrosting. The defrosting is going to kill us. All Jeez. these old ass things that killed the dinosaurs for real came out. It wasn't the asteroids. It was all these weird things in the permafrost. Ugh. Yeah. See, right here on Earth, you don't need to go to space. Yikes. Potentially, these uh, other life forms could also be chemically distinct, so made up of other chemicals that than those of current life and like stuff that should kill life, like ammonia and bleach creatures. And they're like, "What? It's fine. It's good, delicious." And you're like, "It's gonna kill. You're gonna kill me. Get away from me. Put a hazmat suit on, bleach ammonia guy." Isn't that like that movie we watched that where it's like I'm okay or something and um. The alien drank motor oil. Like yeah. They couldn't stop drinking oil. <laughs> yeah. And olive oils and stuff. Yeah. Like they just had to have oil. I was yeah. like, that's weird. They'll dry out. Yeah. Because water, it didn't, they didn't need water. They needed oil. So that could be a, another way that life could exist. But there's not a lot of uh, research going into this right now. People are like, whatever. That we know of. That, that we, we know, know of. I feel like I'm the missing link for that. I think you are. Step in evolution. I just really like butter. You just want to drink <laughs> coconut oil, yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, I just, I just. Really oh my gosh, you're Bender. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how easy it is to tear a hole in the space-time continuum. Oh, oops, honey, not again. Yeah, the uh, all the whales are gone. The whales, no. Has this ever happened to you? Have you Peter Parkered a whole multiverse of problems into existence? I made casual sharding a thing. I brought about a reality where overalls are sexy as fuck. I accidentally opened a wormhole to an event horizon that's slowly sucking our entire galaxy into a black hole. Don't any of you worry, because we here at Fopocalypse Enterprises have a solution. Oh, thank God. We've created many apocalypses that you can detonate in your fucked up timeline that will destroy all you have done and turn the nightmare you created into a thing of the past. Whatever the hell that means. That's great. So, you know, just jump back to normal, right? Well, it depends on your definition of normal. And, and you. Wait, what? We here at Fopocalypse Enterprises know how hard it is to accept what you've done and would do anything to make it right. That's why wait, we. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, anything? Anything? Using our patented tiny particle accelerator, you create a teeny weeny explosion that collapses reality as you know it. Merging you with the closest parallel universe. Chip chap. So we all die? Wait, we all die. Oh no. <laughs> okay, good. Not exactly what uh, what is dying really. <laughs> the important thing is that the multiverse is balanced once again and nobody will shart at my next birthday party without immense amounts of shame. Yeah, this reality does suck shit. 
Buy your Fopocalypse today and save countless people horrible suffering that you brought upon the planet. It's, it's just overalls. Fopocalypse <laughs> Enterprises is a subsidiary of Phonies Incorporated, makers of the Fopology and the Foq. Fopocalypse Enterprises is not responsible for accidental detonation at the wrong time, creating an even more mindfuck mega mess. Should not be used if your reality currently includes unicorns, insects larger than the average toddler, or Jesus' evil twin, Jerry. May leave a rash or rebirth mark from where you had alternate facial hair, mustard stains, or where something was being inserted at the time of detonation. Detonation should not be initiated if you are currently possessed or lactating. Call us today before it's too late. Or too early. Time is weird. The apocalypse! Apocalypse. Apocalypse. The apocalypse. Fuck you. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner with your hosts. The Blunt Letters. Welcome back to Blunt Letters Podcast. We are going to get kind of deep into some conspiracies right now. No, I don't know. We're not we're not those kind of conspiracy weirdos. Like, you um, know, we're not like racist or like No. Hate that hate science we're old school like we believe in bigfoot and weird things at skinwalker ranch and portals so going forward don't think that we're just some asshole conspiracy theorists we're the good old-fashioned kind we're the fun kind we're the fun kind regular non-racist yeah we're the non-racist kind so you might have listened to us ever and heard me talk about portals which is just obviously one of my possessions i want to solve the problem i am not a scientist i probably won't but i like to give my two cents and Another one of my obvious obsessions is Skinwalker Ranch because I think that's where there's a portal. So we're starting tonight with the Skinwalker Ranch update because as some of you may know, the brand new Skinwalker Secret of Skinwalker Ranch TV show just premiered their first episode of season four. Much anticipated in my super sour household. And <laughs> dude, I think because I think that this is propaganda. I think that this whole show show has been leading up to tell us some shit right okay now fucking episode one high drama comes on because brandon brendan something is the owner of the the place and he is on the show too he came on a podcast and he was like dude this next season's gonna blow your mind and i know he had to say that but he was like there's some real shit going on this season he's like he was almost like i don't know if people can handle it so i was really excited Travis Taylor, I think, I mean, it must be Dr. Travis Taylor because it seems he seemed to have gotten two PT, PhDs, not just one, but two PhDs in like astrology and astrophysics and all kinds of crazy shit. He has been working with Skinwalker Ranch since 2019. When he came on the show, he was like, you guys are crazy. This is kind of dumb. Like he had a like redneck rocket scientist kind of show on the on History Channel that was like, you know, you can be a good old boy and also love science and like shot off rockets or something, I guess. I don't actually <laughs> didn't look. I didn't watch it. But he also worked with NASA. He worked, you know, he like legitimately is one of the smartest people around. Travis Taylor reveals on season one or episode one, season four, that he has been part of the UAP task force since 2019. Boom. Which we talk about really yeah. regularly on this yeah. show. So secretly, 
for the last couple for all the seasons of 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 this show uh, pretty much he has been secretly working for the united states government on the uap task force while working on the show that's gathering things about skinwalker ranch right but how Mm. did he get this job so he came on the show being like you guys are nuts i'll just be this like science he's the lead scientist on the show because he was like you guys are crazy supposedly he gets on the show and they find this anomaly that I won't get into. They find anomalous readings. They gather at this certain megahertz like level that things usually aren't being transmitted at. And it's very weird. And so he actually gets so freaked out that he goes to the United States government, the DOD, and reports it. Because he's like, this could be some spy shit. This could be bad stuff. This could just not even be a UFO. It could be another country. Suspicious. So the Pentagon, he gets called to the Pentagon, sits in this room, and they're like, tell us what you know. He talks to them. Then this dude walks in. He's like, hey, what's up? What you're talking about is super interesting. We're into it. Uh, have you heard of the UAP task force? We want you to be on it. We want you to be the lead scientist on it. So all of a sudden he's just recruited into the United States secret Pentagon UAP fucking task force and is told he cannot talk about this shit with anyone, including the show he's on, which he's probably legally bound to be on for the next few years, right? And a contract or he'll get sued. And then the government's like, don't talk about this or we'll fucking put you in jail. So he's kind of like hand tied behind his back doing his best to really find out the information, which kind of makes me believe him more now because now everyone's expecting results, right? Yeah, he probably had an NDA with the government too, right? I'm surprised this guy didn't have a motherfucking heart attack. Honestly, with all the pressure from every fucking... The, yeah. Because you also... Like, the History Channel's probably like, this better be interesting. This better be interesting. We're paying you all this money. This better be interesting. Like, being on TV sounds really hard. So, this dude is on the UAP task force. He retired just this year so now he comes on after this is the fourth season right he's been working with these dudes he's this woman and he had to report his findings that he got on skinwalker ranch and they were sort of like what the fuck i mean they weren't like what the fuck but they were like okay well like this has to be like quid pro quo like you have to this has to be like you have to tell us what you learned then if you gave the government all the information that we had although it was on tv so how mad can you be Mm. and they're kind of and like the owner brendan is kind of stoked about it i feel like he was like this gives us legitimacy this gives us like information we not be privy to obviously but also it tells me once again this is goddamn propaganda and they're getting us used to the idea of portals and ufos and alternate universes right So he's like, hey, good news, everybody. Now that I'm retired, I can tell you all this stuff that I learned, which interesting. That's not usually how the government wants things to go down. So he's like, everything we just we found out on our show, the government looked into and it's not our government and it's not other fucking countries. Whoa, that's wild. If it's not our government and it's not other countries, what is it i feel like everyone got instantly not mad at him when he said that because they were (laughs) like oh my god you've answered such a huge question and he was like listen i told the government what we're doing they looked into it and were like that's not us that ain't russia that ain't china like we don't know what that is and now it's up to like them 
supposedly, to figure out what it is. So I'm expecting... On Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. And I'm expecting just disclosure. It's, it's part of this disclosure they're giving us slowly because they've got to. So one of the quotes that this doctor of fucking science said is that Brendan, who is the owner who talks about portals all the time, the Native Americans talked about essentially portals. It's like that's been the main thing. It's like it's the only thing that really explains it scientifically of why you'd see all these anomalies is a portal or a wormhole or some sort. The scientist says Brendan is not crazy to mention portals. And so that just tells me that they've been they they keep seeing this almost invisible structure that fucks with them and that has these actual quantifiable elements to it existing. Invisible structure. I mean, they'll do these like so like they do these readings that are highly scientific and are you know lid lidar lidar shit and things that I don't remember because I'm not a scientist but you can watch the show and they explain this all to you in very boring terms of they're looking for these anomalies in the electromagnetic fucking ionosphere or some bullshit right over this land and they keep finding like this weird shape like this weird thing. They, they, they even get into like a helicopter in this this episode and it kind of pushes them around and they can oh. like read it on certain levels that they're seeing on this one whatever fart meter and they can't see it but in the fart meter they can see it and they're like look the fart meter says there's something there and they're like holy shit the fart meter says there's something there pushing them around like as with a force or like magnetism yeah like they're like it's it's pushing us like wind but there's no wind being detected by them because like of course there's gauges of wind in the fucking helicopter but the helicopter pilot's like, nope, there's no wind. Uh, we shouldn't be being pushed away from this part of the world, but we are. And then there's these weird readings that come back that are like, no, there's something there pushing you away. You just can't see it. That's really weird. Maybe it's a giant fucking creature that we can't see because it's a different type of entity like we just talked about in the other theory prior in this fucking conversation so it's very fucking interesting and this is the second type of reading they found an anomaly so this keeps happening and then there's stories and da 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 wow then i'm listening to this other whistleblower who's supposed to be a super soldier a secret super soldier which i totally believe that mk ultra is still going on we can get into that some other time but there was this whistleblower and i found it was very interesting that she said that part of her training that when she was a super soldier was learning about that there was 48 portals or sort of stargates was the best way she could think of it she was like you know that movie stargate and of course like every paranormal host ever was like of course of course of of course she was like essentially there's 48 portals on the earth and they're open either at will or from the other side she's like i don't know if it's at will or if they're controlling it from the other side but we don't have control of the portals and that two are underwater at the bottom of the ocean what do they mean at will like just randomly well she's saying like we don't know how to control them yet Okay. So either okay. whatever's controlling, something could be controlling them from the other side of the Stargate or the portal, or it's just acting at will, which is my personal theory. So my personal theory is that the portals open at will because it's a geological uh, scientific phenomenon that probably has to do with phys phyzoelectric fucking uh, energy. 
And there's even like Native Americans that called the pink granite mountains of their region the flesh of giants because they talked about legends of giants that came from the mountains in that region and that they were just like sleeping and that was their flesh. So it's really interesting that granite and quartz have just always had this like kind of legendary fucking phenomenon association with them, right? What is piezoelectric energy? Piezoelectric energy is the electric, the energy that's created when two like stones or rocks, like say, like say two pieces of quartz are pushing against each other because of tectonic pressures in the earth Uh or even just like with your hands. So like if you take two pieces of quartz in the dark and you just start to like grind them against each other quickly, you will see that they'll light up in the dark. Oh, like sparking. Yeah. Sparking. Well, it's not even sparks though. It's like a whole, it's a whole nother kind of energy. And that energy is called piezoelectric energy. Oh, that's really interesting. That, I, that is cool that it is they can really have that cool. reaction with each other. So what's interesting is that phenomenon is called triboluminance. And it's a phenomenon which light is generated when a material is mechanically pulled apart, ripped, scratched, crushed, or rubbed like the quartz, right? So the phenomenon is not fully understood, which I love, but appears to be caused by the separation and reunification of static electrical charges. Triboluminescence can be observed when breaking sugar crystals and peeling adhesive tapes, which I think is bizarre and I've never seen that. But what I have seen is the quartz one, right? A triboluminescence is often used as a synonym for fractoluminescence, a term sometimes used when referring to referring only to light emitted from fractured crystals. Triboluminescence wow. differs from piezoluminescence and that the piezoluminescent material emits light when it is deformed, right? As opposed to broken. Okay. So this is interesting to me because the Uindi indigenous people, the nation that is in that same area of the fucking Skinwalker Ranch, right? The 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 the, the Ute indigenous nations reservation borders skinwalker ranch indigenous people who lived in this land from central colorado and utah are the first documented groups of people in the whole entire fucking world credited with the application of mechaluminescence involving the use of quartz crystals to generate light the ute constructed special ceremonial rattles link in the show night show notes because they're super cool looking made from buffalo rawhide which they filled with clear quartz crystals collected from the mountains of colorado and utah when the rattles were shaken at night during ceremonies the friction and mechanical stress of the quartz crystals impacting together produced flashes of light visible through the translucent buffalo hide so they even understood that there was this luminescence coming from quartz there was this energy coming from the energy that quartz had when it rubbed against each other so this is an ancient thing right and now talk about this application in this idea of maybe opening portals, right? And now when you look at the Skinwalker Ranch and you think of a portal and you think of quartz being around there and granite and all this stuff, and you think of the people that live there first using this in their traditions, maybe that was a thing because they were actually making small portals themselves to talk to even like, you know, celebrate or talk about or use that history of these portals in their traditions 
using these lights being like this is like the light we see when people come through the stargate right i mean i don't know i'm just throwing that out there so we go into piezoelectric energy because when we talk about that it's not just with portals it's not just happening in colorado but this could be great enough to be causing ball lightning because ball lightning is something that's been going on forever it's been documented for hundreds of years, thousands of years, but we have not yet been able to explain ball lightning. But a lot of times it is happening near quartz quarries and volcanic and earthquake prone places. So we have the brown mountain lights, which are something that happens in the Ozark. We have things, ha I mean, we have things happening all over the world, but this is one of the most popular things. These brown mountain lights are multicolored spheres that hover over mountains. They can take an amorphous amoeba-like form, appearing to ooze around the trees and slither. So it's like, that sounds like it's alive, right? Like that might trick you into thinking right. it was something else. The ball lightning is also interesting because it has been known to appear underwater. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is that? And the, all the records of it, ball lightning, like you said, go all the way back to antiquity, which means that they were seeing it in all those ancient times. Yeah. And you're just like, how has it been around so long and people don't really even still know what it is? Right. Over time, this one scientist, Warren, had honed an impressively detailed theory about the combination of factors that cause the light. Through his geological, <laughs> geological studies of Brown Mountain, Warren says he determined that the area is composed of layers of quartz a non-conductor, and magnetite, a conductor. Together, they build up an electrical charge. So when the mountain cools and contracts at night, it squeezes the layers of rock together, creating a discharge that, that results in light. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Again, like, I don't think all this stuff's necessarily paranormal, you guys. Like, I'm not so woo-woo. Like, I'm thinking this is science, and I want to know. So in 2004... These guys recreated the conditions in a lab, and the result, they say, was the appearance of something that looks similar to ball lightning over and over again. Because what is lightning but electricity, yep. right? And mm -hmm. electricity can come out of magnets if you have them at the right ratio to each other. And there's all those, there's this thing called the Hal the Heselin lights, in another part of the world that some people think is also piezoelectrically generated under specific rock strains because many crystals, uh, many crystal rocks in the Hyzian Valley include quartz grains, which produce intense charge density. Again, you guys, my main theory has to do with quartz, piezoelectric Fiezo energy, and something that just might be generated by that, some that we don't understand. Portals are not paranormal; they are a science. I had a heard about the Hessendale lights, and they say that they can appear in the sky for a few hours yeah. at a time. Yeah. So that means that it's not just a flash or like a little bobble. It's like it's just gonna be there for a minute. Like you can have a picnic and watch it because something's shifting in the earth. Oh my God! Right. Our shadow biosphere is shifting under the earth and when they do they create portals that lets us see into their reality what? Yeah. i solved it i solved Whoa. it did it have a great night everyone <laughs> we're over we're done i was it. kidding <laughs> but right oh my gosh that's definitely oh wild. my god 
Because okay. like you don't really know if the other forms of life are as huge as like a fungus. Funguses can be like miles long, giganto, enormous. There's a fungus that knows more than you will ever know. Dude, fungus are wild. Twenty lifetimes. Let's not get sidetracked into fungus again. Because <laughs> then I'll feel bad again. eating them, and I don't want to feel bad eating yeah. them. They're delicious. I already feel bad eating chickens. I don't want to feel bad eating mushrooms. God damn it. Chicken of the forest. I ah, don't say that. <laughs> so then that brought me into the earthquake lights. Because we know that there is a phenomenon where there's a luminous, luminous light that appears in the sky at or near areas of tectonic stress, seismic activity, or volcanic eruptions. There is no consensus that un- that can even understand this, right? So it's all in the same boat. This is what I'm saying. Like, there's no fucking science that can explain any of these lights, right? It's ongoing. The northern lights are also just a bunch of charged particles, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like those are naturally appearing. Yeah. One hypothesis involves intense electrical fields created piezoelectricity by tectonic movements of quartz containing rocks such as granite. I mean, again, a lot of these people are just always going to like quartz and granite and these things that like will create this light. And I just feel like it makes the most sense of anything where you see these floating lights. During the American Physical Society's 2014 March meeting, the research stated that when two layers of the same material rub against each other, voltage is generated. The researcher, Troy Shinbrot, I mean, I can't make up these names, (laughs) of Rutgers (laughs) University conducted experiments with different types of grains to mimic the crust of the earth and emulated the occurrences of earthquakes. He reported that when the grain split open only measured in a positive voltage spike and when the split closed a negative. The crack allows the voltage to discharge into the air which is then electrifies the air and creates a bright electrical light when it does so. According to Shinbrot, they had <laughs> I know they have produced these voltage spikes every single time with every material tested while the reason for such occurrence is not provided I mean again they might not be there yet but what they have is the results all signs are pointing towards this possibility Mm-hmm. And it's referenced the phenomenon as triboluminescence. Researchers hope that by getting the, to the bottom of this phenomena, it'll provide information. I mean, it's like, no shit. But they want to allow seismologists to predict earthquakes, which is a huge thing here. It's like, if you can actually read the lights that happened before an earthquake, you could warn people. Dude, we have earthquakes all the time. I, we had an earthquake like two weeks ago. I have to explain to my mom that we have earthquakes every day. You just don't feel them. And that like a 3.5, you just don't even notice. Like you don't actually notice an earthquake till it's about a six to seven. Just being honest. I've or five. Like I've felt four point somethings where they say it in the news. And I'm like, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. I'll just be like, was that an earthquake? And then by the time you finish that sentence, it's, it's already been over for a yeah. minute. You're, it has like, to be pretty big to for it to even be a bad one it has to be like a six seven eight for it to matter i hate you know so they happen constantly here if you look in the newspapers here or look online it'll be like three to five different little tiny earthquakes every day around here like 2.0 3.1s it happens all the time 
if you can like learn to study those ones, you can definitely learn to study the big ones too, because they'll have such different signatures. Well, the, but that's what they're hoping. But they actually don't know that the little ones mean nothing is what they're finding. No, mm. there's no way to predict them. They're, they're, that's why they're hoping to look at the fucking lights, bro. Because they're like, no, you can't tell. You can't. All of a sudden, the the world can get angry. Yeah, so they can use this to start to predict yeah. it, hopefully, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you can avoid as disasters or prepare for them you know brace for disaster in a way that'd be pretty wild to be able to do that by light like who would have thought you would measure earthquakes by light i mean science that's who so yeah who knows what they're gonna find out but i just found this all very interesting because i really feel like the portal thing is natural and science and that's what makes sense to me like when you think about how important quartz is to like spirituality and all these different cultures and then think about maybe it is actually important for time travel and space travel and stuff it will all make it's like gold gold is fucking useless in reality i mean right like in some ways as far as like jewelry or whatever value it has it's very soft it's kind of ugly like they i put don't them think... in microchips now but it is important to computers yeah it's, it's a good space yeah. you we could not go into space without gold we couldn't space travel depends on things like gold and uranium which is oh i don't know all around the fucking giant pyramids all over the world you'll find uranium mines and gold mines why do you think the ancient gods wanted uranium and gold for space travel anyway so we're finding that out that now we need all these things but otherwise they're fucking useless right pretty wild to think about that they have been in such high demand for such a long time for no reason space has not been available to us for For no reason because the gods told you gold was important. That's why. Because it was shiny. The mines, the uranium mines of the ancient world makes no sense unless you think they must have been doing it for. The, and they say I had to go to these mines for my gods who then flew into chariots of fire. It's like they were fucking aliens, dude. It's like this stuff's so like 101 at this point in 2021. You know what I mean? Like there were fucking ancient aliens. There were. Who else needs uranium and gold? Space travelers. That's it. Nobody needs gold. Why is it so important? Because it was to our space god fucking alien people. Is your backyard plagued with spiders? Yes. Are you sick of seeing their sticky white webs all over your crap? Yeah, it makes me barf. Are you constantly walking into a invisible spider web or feeling some creepy crawlies around your ankles yeah i hate it what could i do call spider be gone for the most natural spider predator solution shipped directly to your door here at spider be gone we have all the natural predators that control spiders whether it be lizards or birds or even spider wasps or monkeys we've got it all Don't forget to add your aquatic spider killers like leeches, the creature from the Black Lagoon, a kraken, 24 karat octopus, and there's also scorpions, centipedes, tarantula hawks, and of course, dragons. We have at least 14 different kinds of 
fire breathing, ice breathing, or vomiting acid dragons to kill all the spiders in the vicinity. Don't forget the sneak attack. We have surprise more spiders. Oh, more spiders. Our greatest weapon against spiders is more spiders. Science has shown that the number one predator of spiders is spiders. We here at Spiders Be Gone know this and will send in more spiders to kill the spiders because that makes sense. 25% of tarantula wasps agree spiders are the best cure for spiders. If the spiders on spiders don't work, we have level four spider removal, which includes the predator from the predator movie, Luke Skywalker with a lifesaver and baby Yoda. Don't forget, we also have the raccoon from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> And Peppa Le Pew, skunk of Looney Tunes fame. It is widely known that skunks and raccoons are omnivores and love to eat spiders. With these personable marsupials, you'll have entertainment and the spider removal you crave. Do you like snakes? We can get them to eat spiders. Do you like people with five arms? We'll make them and make them eat spiders. Don't forget about centipedes. Nothing stands up to eight legs like a hundred legs. It'll stomp that spider into the dust. Do you want a snake with robot arms? We hear we could get that and we will get that for you to eat the spiders. Do you want a giant helmet that encases your entire body <laughs> to protect you from spiders? We'll make that for you. Deliver it same day. Don't forget drones. They help the aerial attack along with little tiny people riding dragonflies and shooting arrows and their poison darts directly into spiders. Mm-hmm. That was the most effective for me at my estate. We've been spider-free for 20 minutes, and I can say it's directly related to spider-begone centipedes and scorpions. I used to have spiders crawling in and out of my nostrils night after night. Night after night, I tell you. And now I haven't had one spider crawl in or out of my nose for years. Thanks, spider-begone. I couldn't go a whole day without having a spider web all up in my hair. But thanks to Spider Begons, I have a real hairnet now. Thanks, Spider Begons. I really like her hair. It's in a net, not a web. Call Spider Begon today. We'll send over laser beams. The Terminator. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Blunt Letters. We hope you had fun listening all about the potential portals and shadow biosphere and astrology geeks on this very special 420 420 bro every single day me and electric text or talk to each other and we're like 420 bro and make sure we smoke weed so thanks for yeah. joining us on this very special occasion for us I love me for them 420. Thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us wherever you can listen to podcasts because we are every fucking where now. Even Apple Podcasts. Fancy. And uh, go to our www.thebluntletters.com <laughs> and you will find all the things you could possibly buy from us. And you can also follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, at The Blunt Letters. We're always doing some goofy shit. Follow Gerbil, too. Hey, Gerbil, give a shout out. Where do we follow you? Yeah, get, get it. Temple of Dying Gods on Instagram and John Bonessi on Facebook. But I probably won't do anything on there. I'm like, you're on Facebook? What are you, 90? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think we're friends on Facebook. Oh my God, are we? That's but, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, <think so>. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I, I don't really look at it, but yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Buy yeah. something from me and, and uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Radical. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.